Hey, Red. Hi there, Red. Welcome, Welcome to, to Red Square. Red Square. No commie talk, just common sense from, from a couple, couple of uncommon gingers. You got that right. <laughs> Ain't that the truth. So what's been on your mind, Red? Well, a lot of things, and uh, which I think we should go right into the ginger, ginger bites. Okay, so this has been kicking around my head, and it's really silly, but I can't let go of it, and I, I, I don't know where to take it yet. So... We went to a store that is um, known for its lower prices. We'll call it Baldies, okay? <laughs> Which is kind of fits for me, anyways. <laughs> but so a we went grocery store. Yeah, it's a grocery store, and we went to buy uh, carbonated water because we thought the prices would be cheaper. Okay. So uh, soda water. Soda water, exactly. So I, um, when we go to Costco, sometimes we buy, uh, you know bulk things and we buy wheat things which i kind of like you guys have a membership to costco we have a membership to costco red how, do, how am i just finding this out then you got to get on the bandwagon <laughs> all right go on go on okay so we what we buy these wheat things and we were out and we were at all these i go well let's see what baldy's has <laughs> and i picked up a box and they had thin wheats not wheat thins no thin wheats and i go thin wheats that's the best you could come up with for your product Thin wheats? I go, what do you, what do you have? Dog hots? Fish tuna? <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, that place, uh, it's crazy the way they just sell stuff. Yeah. Shove the giant warehouse box on the shelf and cut it open with the yeah. utility blade. Have at it. And then they have these huge trailers going around all the time that like take up the whole aisle and you got to dodge. <laughs> <laughs> do they still charge you a quarter to use it? Yes, a quarter, which is okay. That's been the same way for since I moved. I, you know, what's great about it is you put the quarter in and then you get the quarter back. I know, as long as you take your cart back. Okay. <laughs> There's a quarterback joke in there someplace. All right, what do you got there over there? Um, I don't know. Nothing as fun as that. That's way more fun than that. <laughs> okay. My, I just saw an article, a headline that said, just as important as electricity or water, the internet is an essential. Are you, uh, are you kidding now. me? No. Really? Because um, I can live without the internet. President Biden said, the internet is just as essential as electricity or water. So we're going to get the internet to rural communities just like we got electricity and water to them. And, and, and indoor plumbing. Well, <laughs> a lot of places out in the country have indoor plumbing but are operating off a well. Yeah. They yeah. don't have... You know, sewer lines and, and exactly stuff like all that. that they have yeah. septic tanks and all that stuff i just found that interesting because i remember being in college and the internet being on like one computer at the end of one hallway in one dorm building and people barely used it there were no pictures it was just text we all lived just fine without the internet right before then. right and, and, and i i I, I think I understand where Joe Biden is coming from in that how uh, the internet has taken over everything and everything is on computers, you know, for your medical records, everything, your taxes. But again, you could live without the internet. You can't live without water Unless, and, you, and you can't live without air. Well, electricity. Electricity. And in most places you can't live without electricity because you need heat or air conditioning. Right. And, 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 and uh, you know, we are so used to electricity. Can you imagine not having electricity at night in the city? 
oh, well, there's lots of people on this planet who live without electricity. Right, right. But, yeah, yeah. if you live in the United States and we have another, like, COVID pandemic and everyone has to stay home again, you do have to have the internet. Oh, yeah. Or you can't, like, kids can't go to school. Uh, it, yeah, I don't know if that would ever even happen again. I don't know why I'm veering in that uh, direction. I, 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 think, I think we're just years away from a new pandemic. I think this is going to be the norm in the, going ahead in the future. You really think so? I think biological, uh, not warfare, but biological, uh, we'll call them pandemics, are, 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 is a developing thing. I think history shows they're a bit systemic. Like they come around every 90, 100 years uh-huh. or so. I, I just, I, it seems to me that everything in this modern society is accelerated. And I think maybe well, the, the pace of biological malfunctions. I mean, what? How, how long ago was SARS that killed those people in Japan? Yeah, but that, true. And that's a sad thing for those people, but that never became a. Oh, no, a worldwide global, yeah, but what I'm saying is that... Uh, and co- isn't COVID a SARS-like virus? Yes, yes. And so it's like a variation, and that's what I'm saying. I think the COVID, and it has, the COVID uh, virus has, has mutated, what, five times since it started here? Oh, probably more than that yeah, at this yeah. point. And I think uh, the new uh, vaccine's coming out this fall for the newest variation. Hmm. So, but I, you're right. I think the internet is important. But I can't equate it with water and electricity. Uh, yeah, I just found that one to be interesting. So, do you think it was a political stance or that was a, a, a heartfelt opinion? Probably some of both. Yeah, yeah, I think so. You know, some of both. Like, we want to say we're looking out for rural communities who are often pretty overlooked, impo- overlooked and impoverished. Yeah. Well, good. Good for him. I, I I will say this for Biden. He he certainly has the the greater good of society at the forefront, except for that whole oil thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the whole Willow project. Right, right. Yeah, it just depends on where the money is coming that's from. That's right. Okay, what else you got there, Red? Well, that, that's kind of all I had for uh, Ginger Bites, anyhow. But so we do we, we do have to talk about what's really yeah, important. Exactly. We do have to get to something that is affecting my everyday <laughs> that's life. That's right. It's that time would be for the, the sports, sports report. Okay, well, first and foremost is, and not surprising, I mean, I called this months, not months ago, weeks ago. I know you did. Uh, I didn't like hearing it when you said it. And it happened, like, it, within two days. The trading deadline was July 31st, okay? And the, the Guardians snuck in two trades, I think on the 30th and the 31st, like 5 o'clock on the 31st. Yeah. Okay, what was the first one? Well, the first one they did was um, they traded away Ahmad Rosario. Ahmed Rosario. Ahmad, yeah, Ahmed Rosario. And they traded him to, uh, let's see. Where'd Syndergaard come from? San Diego. No. D- Dodgers. The Dodgers, yes. They traded him to the Dodgers. Uh, the sports reporters, I heard one say that, you know, we carried Rosario for four months, that he was a 240 hitter. And the worst fielding shortstop in the league. Yeah, very suspect glove. I heard the same thing. And around the clubhouse, they kept saying, well, we're just waiting for him and Josh Bell to get hot. We're just waiting for him and Josh Bell to get hot. And we waited four months. And they never got hot. Right. 
Um, this pitcher's kind of a suspect pitcher as well. His ERA was outrageous. Yeah, it was like seven or something. But you know what? The thing about the trade is both players on either side, Syndergaard and Rosario, were on one-year contracts. Yeah. So we don't, we really don't lose anything. Well, yeah, they're both potential free agents right. at the end of the season. Right. Uh, Syndergaard played the other night and pitched six solid innings. Yeah, he did pitch well. So maybe maybe a new team will help this guy. That'd be great. Because we and, sure could use the pitchers. Right, and that's all thing we we. We got him because we needed a body in uh, coming out of the, the dugout. Someone to just eat up innings, eat up innings if anything right. else. Which is a sad state for your baseball team. Okay, so, and I'm going to make a point in a moment what I think about this. Let's go on to trade two. Okay, well, I'm not sure which one happened next. I think it was Savali gets traded away for that minor league first baseman. Right, who is on the injured list Yeah, and possibly will not play. Certainly not beyond Columbus this year. Yeah, crazy. Okay, but, and this will lead me to my next point, the third trade was... Josh Bell gets traded away for I don't even know who. uh, They got, yeah, some some infielder they got from, I think, Miami. There was, it was a convoluted trade with the, the Reds and another team. Remember how excited we were on the podcast? For Josh Bell? For Josh Bell. Yeah. Saying, wow, I can't believe it for the Guardians. They actually spent some money and went out. And $13 million. To, yeah, which for us is a ton. Yes. And went out and tried to get a bat. This guy's going to protect Jose. And we're, it's ugh, total disaster. Total they had to just unload his salary. I, I, and I said that, you know, weeks out. They, they cannot carry a 230 hitter. As with the cleanup spot or the fifth batter, they 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 did not protect Jose. Nope. So so my point then is the guys they got. I almost hate to say it like this, but it appears that they're giving up on this year. I, I think that's the writings on the wall, yeah. as they say. Yep. Yep. Sad. We you know I was uh, listening to the radio. Um, and they had Chris Antonetti. Hammy was had Antonetti on during the game. I don't okay. know if you were watching or listening to it. I was listening to it. And Ant- Antonetti's on there trying to justify these trades. Saying, you know, I flew out here to talk to the guys in the clubhouse and be up front with them and answer their questions. And, that you know, that that's why I'm here. Is so to let everyone know we are still moving forward and we think this puts us in a better position not only to win in the future but to win now uh, they're not winning now yeah and it's like stop lying right well i mean you just look at that whole uh houston series rough 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 and and they they don't have they don't have the bats to win a game and now they got rid of their best pitcher and for, for now exactly hammy did ask about you know we are least in the league in home runs is that a concern you know, on the waiver wire and heading into the offseason. And he was like, of course, we're always trying to find ways to score more runs. And power is certainly some of that. It was it was interesting the things he had to say. He said everything right. Yeah, he said all the right things. Exactly. But it, they were a hollow. Yeah, it's like, uh, really? Getting rid of these three guys make us better this year? And in a way... I the think way- the, the key word there, the key words are this year. He spun it in a way where he's like, look, uh, Josh Bell not taking up the DH spot is good for our team. It's going to keep us more fresh and more 
uh, competitive in the long run of this season. Right. Being able to spread the DH around to Jose and Quan and uh, Naylor and I think the subtext of that is they're going to give people like Freeman and uh, Fry, Fry, and these these rookies a chance to play. I, well, and he did at least say that. He said just like on April whatever, it's just as important today. How well our young players contribute to this team is how well we'll do for the season. Right, right. And he was upfront about that. He said it's as true, I think he said it this way, it's as true today as it was on April 7th on opening day. Okay, so here's the real question then. Do you think we have a postseason appearance? You know, when I got all those free bets, I put 10 bucks on us uh, winning the division. We're not winning the division. You don't think we'll catch the Twins? That's the only possible chance we have right. of making the postseason. We're like third or fourth in every other division. Right, right. And, and and we have three starters that are rookies that are basically on pitch counts now. They can only pitch so many innings this year. That's why we got Syndergaard. Okay, oh, so our, our starters are, are going to have limited uh, exposure. Like they're going to shut them down at the end I think of the season? Or they'll just like... Throw them only three or four like innings a game. 80 pitches, you know, or something oh, like that. Oh, man, so, Red, and I did and, not realize that. And we're going that. into September with that. Yeah, we, we barely started August. What's today? August, August 3rd. 3rd. Yeah. So, yeah, we got a lot of season left. Right. Um, I personally don't think we'll make the playoffs. Only because we don't have the bats. You've been poo-pooing all year. I have. <laughs> and, and I have been right. <laughs> Did you watch the Houston series? Oh, that was rough. That was so rough. That first game when Syndergaard pitched six solid innings, the bullpen blew it. Big like, time. The, the very next inning. We were up two to nothing. Yeah. And we lost, what, five to two? Something like that. Yep. We were up two to nothing yesterday. Yep. They came back and tied it immediately. Yep. And then what happened? And we couldn't score one more. We couldn't push one more run across the plate. I know. We need a bat. Bad. No Guardians postseason. <sighs> yes, Guardians postseason, but we get bounced in the first round. That's okay, my stay prediction. tuned. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see whose prediction comes true. That's right. Probably yours. <laughs> all right. And I think all that this town is hungry for football in general. Always. And and the in the Guardians are not giving them. Enough to whet their appetite. Yeah, we're not being... Our sports needs aren't being satisfied currently. Did you see... And this blows me away. Did you see the last Houston game? It was an afternoon game. 38,000 people. I know. 38,000 for an afternoon game. Yeah, that's the one I was listening to on the radio. Right, okay. My my wife did say, well, you know, it was like 105 in Houston. People were just going to the air-conditioned stadium. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Just trying to get inside. Right, right. But still, that's a lot of people for an afternoon game. Well, they've been in the American League Championship Series. So they've been, in, you know, in the finals of the American League. Six years in a row, I think. I right, heard. right. But they still have that stain of cheating. I know. I still don't like them. But all they do is win, win, win. No matter what. Remind me of the... The Houston joke about stealing signs. He goes, you know, when you go to the Houston Stadium, you, you can't find the restrooms. Why? Because they stole all the signs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. All right. All right. So now well, it is time for the Ginger report. report. And today we have a special Ginger Report. And it's more of on a, a personal nature. Uh, because... 
Red over here disappeared for like a month. <laughs> Three and a half weeks. Okay. And uh, Red Squared suffered greatly. Yeah, there's a reason that we haven't been able to release an episode since uh, the British Open one. And it was great having Jack on. Yeah, it was, it was a, a great first guest host. But, uh, yeah. So, a, a, as you were gallivanting around the... Uh, Not really the globe, just no. the Hawaiian Islands. Right. <laughs> but, but you were, by the way, in Hawaii, which is the only state that is not in North America. Oh, I did not realize That's that. That's right. So, I, have, I have another thing that Hawaii is the only state where the official language is not English. That's right. It it's is, Hawaiian. Yeah, it's Hawaiian. So, yeah, the wifey and I were very fortunate. We got to go to Hawaii for three and a half weeks and we saw three different islands. Well, what I love about your trip and your stories is that you had people out there that could guide you to some of the, the great things that Hawaii has to offer. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, so lucky that my wife's aunt has lived there since I've known her, I guess my wife's entire life. And she's, you know, since we've been married, she said, you guys really need to come visit us. You should come to Hawaii and come see us. And we just, Never have because the flights are pretty expensive, and it's it's the most remote island on the planet. It's, oh, really? It's further away from any mainland. Yeah, it's two thousand miles away from California. From well, yeah, it was like five and a half hour flight from Los Angeles. Wow, so, and that's just all water. Yeah. So yeah, her aunt Martha and Uncle Dano and cousin Cody all live. In or near Hilo on the Big Island. And what is Hilo? Hilo's the biggest city on the Big Island. Oh, Hilo's a city? Yeah. And what wait, I realized wait, wait, wait. is... Go back. The, the Big I Island, what is that? The island of Hawaii is, is the, the largest? what most people call the Big Island. Big island. And it's the by far the biggest island. By the way, I saw this in, in my research. Hawaii is made up of 137 volcanic islands. 137. Only seven are inhabited. So you saw how many islands? Three. Three? Yeah. Which is a lot. It Well, it was. We, so how did you go from island to island? Plane. Did you really? Short flights, yeah. Like little, like, three-seaters? No, or? no, no. Real, like... Real, real? Real jets, but not big ones. Okay. Um, and they were just like puddle jumpers then? Well, yeah, like, not huge ones, like... Uh, I don't know, probably still 20-some rows. Okay, okay. But, uh, yeah, pretty short flights, um, pretty easy. The airports are kind of crazy. The gates are outside. Like Be because it's so, it's so tropical. There's, a, there's like a roof, but there's no, like, walls. So you're just, like, outdoors while you're sitting, waiting for your... Well, doesn't it rain? But the, the roof just, just stops keeps it. the rain, and then as long as you're not standing... You know, outside that roof. And they don't have, uh, like, the jet bridges. Uh-huh. You right. just walk out on the tarmac and walk up some stairs to get into the plane. Really? Yeah, that part was kind of wild. I'd never done that on a real, like, airplane. Right, right. It, it commercial. Seems so, it seems so relaxed. <laughs> it, yeah, it was, it was just kind of strange to be outside waiting for our gate. Right, right. You know, you go through security, but you're still outside. All right, let's go back to Hilo. Okay, so yeah, Dee's family were the most amazing hosts. 
Right. Like, just incredible. Well, I, I know this from my own personal experience. There's nothing like traveling when you have people in the place you're traveling to. Yeah. I mean, and if they're good people, it's a great experience. And they've been there a long time. So they knew all the stuff to go see. They were so generous with giving us a place to stay. They have this amazing property. They've got eight acres and basically an apartment built on to their house. And they were like, well, no one's been renting it for like since last fall. So we're just going to let you guys stay in it for, well, you know, for the week you're here. Wow. It was, yeah, so super nice. That, that, that alone saves you a ton of money. Heck yeah. And like cooked, we grilled, we cooked food. Like they had a big couple of bottles of wine and a big variety pack of beer in there. Uh, showed us all the coolest stuff too. We went to the botanical gardens. Um, she had set up a zip lining adventure. It was pretty funny on the way. She was like, oh, I need to sit in the front of the van. I get a little like car sick or a little claustrophobic. And we were like, really? She was like, yeah, and I don't really like heights either. And you're going zip lining. And we were like, um, she was like, it's fine. I've done this before. It's fine. So how long was the zip line? There were eight different zip lines. Eight different zip lines. Going all through this amazing Was it like over a canopy of trees or something? Um, Some. One was like, the longest one was the last one, and it was a half a mile long. A half a mile zip line. Yes. And you zip, as you were zipping down the zip line, (laughs) you like turn, and there's this amazing waterfall right there. And her aunt set up for free because she's friends with the guy who owns property that the zip lines go over. And so he was able to get this comped for Oh us. my God. So did you go on all eight zip lines? Of course. Oh my God, that must have been tremendous. How long did that take? It was probably two and a half, three hours to that's do a, the whole thing. That's a great three hours. Oh, it was incredible. Got to see beautiful sights. Just absolutely amazing. Uncle Dano's great too. Dano? Isn't that like from the old show? Hawaii that, right, that I was like... That's too funny. Yeah. I was like, oh, he adopted that name when he got to Hawaii. And they were like, no, he got that nickname a long time ago. Super nice guy. Great sense of humor. When we'd be talking about something or asking questions, he would be like, well, that's one of those golden nuggets about living in paradise. And sometimes he was being... What What a byline. That's great. I know. It was awesome. Like, sometimes he was being completely honest, you know, about how beautiful it was. But other times it would be like, yeah, we have the... Most expensive electricity in the United States. Uh, I bet you gas is expensive. Well, oh yeah, like six bucks a gallon. Six bucks a gallon. We're down to what three twenty nine here. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's that's a jump. And we had a rental car. Um, we didn't go through like Hertz or Avis or anything like that. We tried that new one, Turo. T U R O. Yeah. It's kind of like the Air Verbo or whatever. Okay. Um, Airbnb for cars. What kind of car? It was a Acura. Oh, nice. Those are nice cars. Yeah, much cheaper than renting an actual rental car. But after 18 hours of travel and 45 minutes of searching in the dark through the airport parking lot, we sit down in the car and it won't start. Oh, my God. After 18 hours of travel. Oh, there was lots of cussing. (laughs) And then just silence because I was like, I cannot believe this is happening. You know, the wife, he's like, let me try to start it. And I'm like... Have at it. Go, go nuts. Oh my God, I was just so irritated. And then we try and find a taxi. And we cannot find a taxi. 
And this is, well, this is nine o'clock at night. Night, right? After getting dropped off at the airport in Cleveland at eight in the morning, and this is nine o'clock at night their time. Plus, you've which added, is you've added, six, hours yeah, six hours earlier. So we've been traveling eighteen hours, right? And finally, we get an Uber. We get back to the hotel because we're staying one night at this uh, Marriott in Kona because we don't want to try and drive across the island to her aunt's and uncle's place at near night. Hilo. Right. Yeah. So uh, we get there and I'm like, are you guys still serving dinner? And she was like, well, unfortunately, we serve until 10 o'clock. And I was like, well, it's 9.58. So the answer is no. Yeah, the answer is no. I was just like... Of course, say, of course. Just say no. <laughs> oh, I was so irritated at that point. But it turned out great. We got up the next day, and the people who had done the rental car thing, they drove all the way across the island, put a new battery in the car, delivered it and dropped it off at the hotel, took off a day's worth of rent car rental, and as they should of course and gave us a refund for the like $20 we spent on the on the, ver- the Uber or the whatever I mean, was, not yeah. Verbo the Uber okay. alright so you're in Hilo now so yeah well that yep we get to okay, Hilo. Wait, we, drive, all, we how, drive across the island how big is Hilo like, 90,000 people 90, I think 90,000 okay so it's not huge no okay not a huge or city huge city at all but the biggest one I guess on the big island okay for some reason, it felt like Kona was bigger, but that's just because it's more touristy and more. It's got a like this shopping restaurant bar district that just right. seems kind of bigger. I read where the tourism is one quarter of the Hawaiian economy. Yeah, that's huge. Oh yeah, for sure. That it's a big deal for them. They love it and hate it. They know they need tourists, but they also were like, man, it sure was nice during COVID when. The beaches were empty and right, we all could just right. get around with no traffic. And But yeah, so we do the zip line and then or the wifey and I go to a tree house and we stay in the rainforest for two days in this tree house. And it's off the beaten path down this really super bumpy gravel road. And it's amazing. It's all tucked away, all Basically, everything's open except for the bedroom part. That part is, like, screened in and got glass doors and stuff. And and what, did the rainforest live up to its oh, it title? Po- it poured <laughs> both nights we were there. And the co- that would have been kind of cool, though. Oh, it was awesome. The cokey frogs, which are an invasive species, they are about the size of a quarter or even smaller, are so loud. Like, they start doing their thing at dusk. Cookie, cookie. But when there's hundreds of them, then thousands of them, and then it sounds like millions of them, we were sitting outside. Is, is that another golden nugget of paradise? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that's exactly the kind of thing he would say. Um, we were sitting outside just trying to plan the next day, and the wifey looks at me and was like, we got to go inside, I can't hear you. Because of the, the cookie frog. So loud. And did they go all night? All night long, rain or or not shine because it's night, but rain or clear skies, they were going all night. And at one point, you're, the bathroom's downstairs, 
It had a real bathroom in this treehouse, okay. which was incredible, and a sh- which beats the hell the hell out of an outhouse, right? And a shower with hot water. Oh, nice! It was really pretty incredible. You couldn't drink that water; you had to like brush your teeth and drink bottled water, right? Because this is like rainwater going through a little catchment system thing. But incredible! I had to pee, and being a guy, I didn't have to walk all the way downstairs. I would just pee over the railing of the second floor. Of course you did. And I was outside, (laughs) and it was so loud, it reminded me of the sound at a Guardians game when, like, Jose hits a home run and it's a sellout, and the whole crowd just screams all at once. Yeah. That's what the sound reminded me of, the the Koki Frogs. It was that deafening. So, we leave the treehouse, and we go to Volcano National Park. Incredible. Volc- now, now, so, being at the Ginger Report, I was thinking you probably saw the greatest fiery redhead of them all, Mount <laughs> is it Kilauea, right? Yeah. Or Pele, the, uh, the goddess of lava. All right, so you go to a volcano. We go see Volcano National Park. Okay. And the volcano's erupting while we're there. Holy mackerel. That had to be one of the most astounding things you've ever seen. It really was. We're driving up to it, and we get to the visitor center because there's a cool, like, art gallery in the visitor center. And, you know, they're asking us what we want to do, and we say we love going to museums or seeing galleries and checking out local artists. And they say, oh, well, we'll start at the visitor center. So Dano and Martha are, like, parking the car and kind of staying back a little bit. Wait, did you ever say one time to them, book them, Dano? (laughs) <laughs> I don't know that reference. Oh, I don't know Hawaii that's, Five-0. That's an old reference. Go ahead. <laughs> I wish I would have. He probably would have loved it. Yes. Or maybe hated it. I don't know. Right. One or the other. Yeah. But uh, I see the eruption through the glass window of the visitor center. And I just take a beeline straight for the like little lookout observatory area. And how far away was the eruption? Half a mile. Half a mile. And all I could say was, wow. Wow. Yeah. So when you were walking there, didn't you say it was cold? Oh, yeah. You're almost a mile up. You're 4,600 feet, something like that. So, yeah, you're, you're pretty high up there. We were all wearing jackets and pants. Um, so we saw it. it hadn't erupted since, like, January. You know, and this is in June. So, so lucky. It only yeah. erupted for 12 days, and two of the days we happened to be there. Now, could you feel the heat at all? I, I was like, I think I can. And they're like, you actually can't. No. That's just you wanting, wanting to. to. So that was incredible. One of the coolest things. We took this amazing walk. We went down the Thurston Lava Tube. Then we hiked across the Icky Crater. No, we go back up. Thurston Lava Tube. Is that a, like a, a trail along a lava flow? Well, yeah. It's a, it was like a 2.2 mile trail where you're doing the crater rim trail, where you're walking up above, looking down on the crater. And like, you can see the volcano erupting in some of the spots through the trees and stuff. And you can see the, the lava moving? Um, you can't, uh, during the day you really can't. You can kind of get little glimpses of lava. like orange down in the sort of like pool, but not that much. You can mostly just see it coming right out of the the volcano. volcano. Um, the, the lava tube is just this where the volcano had erupted however many hundreds of years ago and formed this tube 
when the lava dried. And it's super long. Yeah. And it's super dark in there. Like, there was no point in even trying to take a picture. There was no way really anything was going to come out. So when you say tube, was it, were you... Really tall. Was it overhead, though? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Completely, yeah. The wifey was like, Dano, how do we know this is safe? He was like, well, I hear you get four minutes warning. So, you know, if something's going to happen, you just got to make it to the end within four minutes. Hardly, hardly uh, reassuring. <laughs> so that was incredible. Yeah, yeah. Oh, to see a volcano is, is probably like I'm so many people's bucket list. Yeah, I, you know, I, we had planned on going to Volcano National Park and just got super lucky that it was erupting while we were on vacation and happened to be there because it stopped while we were at, at Volcano National Park. We went up, we wanted to, everyone had, not everyone, but a bunch of people had said, if you want to see it, you really got to go at night. So everyone agreed to get up at 3.30 in the morning, and Cody drove us up there, and we got there, and it had stopped erupting. So we could still see the huge pool of lava, and at night, it was glowing so crazy orange and red, and like the gases coming off of it were yeah. like glowing, it was Still an amazing sight. That's something to see. Getting up at three thirty in the morning. How how um, how long did it take you to get to the volcano? From the well, that's another thing. Aunt arranged this amazing Airbnb for us to stay at up near Volcano National Park. So at that point, we were only twenty minutes away. Oh, nice. Yeah. So really cool. Got to do that, and it was amazing. The, the next morning, we well, we came back, went to sleep for a little bit. And then started off on our trip to Kona. Oh, so you, you went to another island? No, no, no. Oh. Kona's just back on the other side of the island okay. where we landed. I know. How far is that from, from Hilo? Like two and a half hours, and you got to drive all along the coast. Right. And that'd, some of it's... That'd be beautiful. Oh, it's amazing. Some of it's a little bit of a treacherous drive, like 35 miles an hour on super windy, hilly roads and stuff. Yeah. But we stopped so many times and did so many hikes on the way just during that drive. Really? We did a three uh, mile hike to the Green Sands Beach. Well, I think it was almost three miles there and three miles back. And really it was green sand? Yeah. It had the highest concentration of this olivine or something like that. Uh I think I said that right. Um, Out of any beach in the world. And the sand seriously was green. Too bad you didn't have like a little jar and just take. A... Well, they everywhere. Oh, they tell you says, don't take, take any, right. It's bad mojo to be taking the stuff. Leave only footprints. You remember what happened to those Brady kids who took the tiki home from Hawaii? <laughs> and those guys were goody two shoes too. Because <laughs> that's real. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but we hiked. Right, so you went to a green beach. That's cool. You, yeah, you can get, you can get a ride in the back of this pickup for 15 bucks and they'll drive you there and give you like two hours to play around there and then drive you back but you guys opted to hike yep and it was so how was the hike beautiful long windy very very dusty extremely windy the if you turned around and looked away from the ocean it looked just like the sand hills in nebraska like crazy similar Uh all the way to the barbed wire fences and the storm rolling in and everything. It was now was was Hawaii windy in general? Yeah, yeah, because you're, you're an island in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, and I think that's part of why a lot of places didn't have or encouraged you not to use air conditioning, 
just like open up the windows. Right. And it's going to clear out and be cool and breezy in no time. All right. So you're on your way to Kona. So we'd stop there. We stop at a couple other places. And we get to Kona and we're staying at a cool little condo. Great swimming pool. Uh, we go snorkeling at this awesome little bay. Right. Back up, back up, snorkeling. Yeah. Uh, just the place had masks. And then we went and bought our own snorkels because we didn't want to use some. Is that the thing you put in your mouth and yeah. it goes out under, so you breathe while you're swimming? At the, yeah. And how, how did you do that? Were you good at it? Well, we'd done it once before on a vacation forever ago when we went to Jamaica. But yeah, we did okay. Floated around and saw some cool fish. And you were in the ocean? Yeah. Okay, and what... In, so, this, in this little bay area yeah, right, where the right. water was pretty calm. There was a couple of coral reefs, and at first we started off away. Were the coral reefs colorful? Um, these were pretty brown, honestly. Okay. There were a lot of fish swimming around them. Um, Big fish? Little fish? Little, like... The biggest ones, maybe the size of I your hand. I felt like Dr. Seuss there. <laughs> One fish, two fish. Yeah. Red fish, blue fish. Big fish, little fish. There you go. Um, but it got I, got, I freaked myself out. Wifey and I were swimming. There's a, you know, the sun shining, so you can see the coral on one side. Then you start swimming around it, and it gets kind of shadowy and dark on the other side. And I swum around the corner and got to the kind of shadowy dark part and just was like, what if there's a shark down there and I can't see it? I mentioned that to the, the wife. The wrong thing to say. And she was like, I'm ready. Are you ready? I was like, I'm ready too. That kind of freaked me out. So we had fun. And then the wifey's uh, cousin drove all the way across the island. He's a fireman. And he had a couple of days off. So he drove and we had a little loft bed or a bed up in the little loft area of this condo we were renting. And he came and stayed with us for a couple oh, of Oh, nice. Months. Brought a fishing pole. I guess in Hawaii, you can go fishing anywhere, anytime, no license, no nothing. Just get out your fishing pole and go fishing. Did did you fish? Yeah, we caught some. We didn't keep anything. Oh. But we caught some uh, fish right there, right off the rocks outside of our condo oh, in wow. this little area. That's, yeah. that's exciting. It was super fun. We had a great morning doing that. You know, just uh, throwing it out there and put a little piece of shrimp on this the tiniest hook I've ever seen and Reeling fish in. And how, how big were the fish that you caught? The wifey caught the biggest one, and it was probably, I don't know, a six-inch diameter, like black and white striped kind of... Oh, wow. Like reef fish. Did you take any pictures? We did, definitely. Okay, well, we'll have to go over those later on. Yeah, After sure. the show. <laughs> yeah, I know. This I feel like i got to speed this up. My stories are taking too long. The, Kona was awesome. Pretty relaxing. We didn't do as many hardcore hikes. We did do some hikes, but nothing took it a little more easy while right. we were there. Well, you, 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 you've already packed in a lot so far. We did so much in the first, like, five days. Right. So maybe you needed some time to, to and, recharge. And that's what we said. We need a couple of, you know, like, let's go hang at the pool and play some cards and just chill out days. But we left Kona then and flew to uh, Kauai. Kauai. Another of the, the another populated one of the islands. islands. Yeah, like a clear up in the northern part of the island chain and it was incredible Kauai was so like a, it's a small island and it has a bit of a small town feel and we did the most amazing things while we were there on Kauai. Kauai. yeah we hiked the nepali coast the nepali coast it's how, beautiful how long was the hike it was like the hardest hike i think i've ever done really yeah 
It was like, I think all in all, it was five and a half miles we did. And how long did that take you? A lot, like four hours. Four hours? It, the first mile, So it had to be like up and down. The first mile was up this crazy, slippery, volcanic rock and like wet dirt path. The next mile was back down it. So a little bit of a mile, more than a mile, another little bit more than a mile. Right. And then uh, you get to this stream crossing. And you got a little area where you can like get in the water and relax and there's a little cave and stuff. And then you start taking back off up the other side of the mountain to try and get to these waterfalls. So we started hiking back up the other side and got to another stream crossing and realized we're going to have to cross this stream three more times. Said forget it. Started walking back. It was like two and a half miles that we walked and then two and a half miles back. Yep. And it, man... We packed, we, we tried to prepare. We packed extra water and we packed like right. a lunch. We had a couple right. sandwiches and some uh, granola bars and some almonds. And When you're hiking up and down, that is really tough. Oh. People don't understand how hard that is. Yeah, when the guy said it's four miles, we were like, we walk four miles all the time. That right. is nothing. That is so easy. Unfortunately, the, the, what you walk all the time is nothing like what you did out in Hawaii. Exactly. There's a huge difference between walking four miles on the sidewalks in Lakewood and the the path. Right. I have run many marathons, but it's one of the most tired I've ever been was hiking with my brother up and down mountains in Montana. That going up and down is incredibly hard. Going down also taxes it is. your muscles. It is, because you're, 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 you're putting energy into stopping. Yeah. Having, I would recommend a walking stick. If you're going to take those hikes, the Nivali Coast hikes. That'll help you. Just up and with, down. With balance, yeah. We also took a helicopter ride. A helicopter along ride. Along the Nepali Coast. It was incredible. The first time I'd ever been on a helicopter. We were on the same helicopter that was in Jurassic Park and flew the same, through the same canyons. Really? That they flew into in the original Jurassic Park. And our pilot. I, I bet you you said, I think I see a, a velociraptor. <laughs> a velociraptor. Velociraptor. <laughs> our, our pilot was cool. He put on the Jurassic Park music. While you were flying? While we were flying. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. He was a good guy. He had a good sense of humor. He was like, raise your hand if it's your first time in a helicopter. And there were only, it was just the wifey and I and one other couple, and we all raised our hand. And he looked around. He was like, ooh, me too. <laughs> But no, he was a great pilot. It was amazing. It was he's, he's probably used that line, you know, a million times. Yeah. He's been doing it 34 years, he said. That's a long time. Yeah, that's a long time to be flying people around in a helicopter. So, how long was the helicopter ride? Like 45 minutes. Wow, that's a long helicopter ride. Yeah, it was really so, I, so amazing. Okay, now I have to ask uh, I, I'm assuming you paid pretty handsomely for that. We did. Uh, Spend some money on that. Yeah. And since we'd already spent some money, we spent just a little extra to be able to sit in the front. So I actually had the best seat. I was like in the front against the window. Right. And then the wifey was next to me in the front and then the pilot next to her. Oh, nice. And then two people in the back. Yeah, it was... It, I mean, it's one of those things that you'll probably never do again. Exactly. So why not splurge? Another thing I'll probably never do again that we did in Kauai was go snorkeling at night with manta rays. Uh, tell us, please, <laughs> oh wise one, what or describe a manta ray. 
Manta rays are what you think of, like giant, big, winged-looking creatures, except for these don't have a stinger. They're not a stingray. They don't have a barb. Okay, how big? Uh, the biggest one's between 12 and 14-foot wingspan. You are kidding me. Yeah. 12 and 14 feet, and you were swimming with them? Yeah, it was incredible. Did they, like, dwarf you? Oh, yeah, huge. We found out about this, signed up for it, went there, got our wetsuits on, they take a really short boat ride, like a 10-minute boat ride. Out into the ocean? No, just around the corner into this bay. There's this bay where this hotel was built and the restaurant, you know, outdoor seating. They had these spotlights. Well, a couple of the spotlights sh were shining down in the ocean. And it drew plankton near there. And then all of a sudden the manta rays start showing they, up. Because they eat the plankton. Yeah, and people start watching it from the shore and then... Oh, wait a second. We can actually put people in the water. Right. So they've been doing it forever, I guess. And That had to be incredible it to was, swim with the manta rays. It was amazing. Wow. You go out on this pontoon boat. There are probably 20 of us on this pontoon boat. And you boat. just like dip in? You just drop in and you swim like five feet over this boogie board or paddle board, really. And this paddle board has a handle all the way around the outside and it has LED lights on the bottom. You got a snorkel mask and a snorkel, so and a, a you know a little swimming noodle, you know the little floaties. Right. Yeah. But do you go in the water? Well, your feet are floating because right. of the noodle. Right. And your face is facing down in the water, and then your snorkel oh, is sticking out. Oh, I see. So, out, so you're, you you're just have basically looking down with Look. your face in the water. And we're just sitting there, and at first my mask is leaking, and I'm like, ah, like there's water pouring into my eye, and it, it's salt water. So I'm trying to fix it, and the guide's like, it's your hair. It's not a steal because of your hair. And I was like, it's not my hair. It, like, the lens is not in the mask. And you were thinking, I wish I were red right now. <laughs> <laughs> so they swim back to the boat, bring me back a new mask. I'm struggling to get it on. So I finally get the new mask on, and I look down, and I just hear the wifey next to me go, oh. And out of nowhere, my field of vision just turns completely white. And this giant manta ray, its eyeball just like goes right past my face and it's barrel rolling with a huge mouth open just right past us. Just oh completely God. turned my field of vision white in Isn't like that a funny? second. Because you, your, your mask probably narrowed your field yeah, of vision. Oh yeah. right. And then just out of nowhere. It's... Yeah. And we had an amazing show. I was like, the captain probably says it every night, but he was like, wow. That was as close to an A-plus, perfect 10 show as you guys are going to get. He said, we've been out four times this month where we didn't see a single manta ray. You're and, kidding me. And, and we you saw, saw one right but go by your mask? We must have saw 12 to 14. That had to be astounding. And they just kept barrel rolling right past. You know, you're not supposed to touch them. And you're holding on to the, the paddleboard. Right. And they'll just run into your elbow. How, uh, what, were they rough with the skin or the whatever they have? Just, rough? they weren't like grinding against you. Just no, but it was like, was, did it feel like sandpaper or was no, it smooth? Kind of just bumped into okay. you. Like, yeah. So you got to see a volcano that only erupted once in a while. You saw manta rays that only come once in a while. You had a pretty, um, uh, yeah, helicopter ride, uh, hiked the Nepali coast, and then we did a sunset cruise where you're out on the water and seeing the Nepali coast from a boat. So we saw it from hiking, from a helicopter, and from a boat. 
And during the boat ride, we uh, see dolphins swimming right in front of the boat. Oh I'm my like, goodness, taking, dolphins! Like, right what is that? Like the bonus dolphins? Right? Or <laughs> I know. It was it was just incredible. I, it's amazing that the uh, variety of stuff that you experienced and the timing that some of that stuff happened. It's amazing that you saw a volcano that wasn't erupting for like six months. Six almost. months, yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's tremendous. Yeah, it really was. We met uh, Kai, my wife's cousin Cody's ex-girlfriend, and she was just one of the nicest, most genuinely warm people ever. She gave us some advice on things to check out, and then on our anniversary, she handmade Hawaiian leis and gave them to us. And the one that she gave the wifey must have had 200 flowers. I mean, those were fre- fresh flowers. Fresh right? flowers she picked that morning. She wove me one out of tea leaves. I guess that's the more male lay. Tea leaves? Yeah, I, I was able to keep mine and save it and kind of dry it out and bring it Do you home. have it, Hope? Yeah, it's oh, still there. I'd like to see it sometime. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it so incredible. And then the last couple of days when we left Kauai, we went to Waikiki Beach. I wanted to see the Pearl Harbor uh, oh. Memorial on Oahu. You did? So you we went to Honolulu and... Stayed at Waikiki Beach, and for the first time on the trip, really stayed at a real resort. With We were up on the 19th floor and looking down at the swimming pool and all that. And it was amazing, too. But it was the first time it felt like we were in the city. Right. The rest of the time, I felt like this is not what I expected from Hawaii. Well, you know, the, the, again, I, I go back to this. You had uh, a personal... Uh, touched to it. You had people you knew and they kind of removed you from that touristy kind of thing. That you know, like you said, staying on the nineteenth floor. That's touristy. Yeah. You know, but And the area we were staying in. Right. Right Waikiki Beach. It right. felt like Miami, you know, with yeah, like wa- Waikiki is pretty renowned, isn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah. It, the beaches were amazing. Big like sandbars for people to surf and bodyboard and all that right, stuff out right. there. Like all kinds of bars and restaurants. But I really liked the feel of like Hilo, where it did have a more just laid back feel. People weren't in a rush. Everyone you met was so nice. And that's more in tune with who you guys are. Yeah. You know, we tried to support local restaurants and the local breweries and hang out. Oh, how was the Hawaiian beer? Oh, they did a great job. And we hit several breweries. Um, The Hilo Brewery, um, Kona Brewery. Uh, oh, there's one. Ola Brewery, that was the one I was leaving out, which was awesome. Um, yeah, it was good food, like amazing food everywhere we went. The wifey loved all the seafood she was able to eat. I was able to get a lot of good, just like kind of regular food, like the Kalua pork is the pork that they bury in the pit and like cook all day, and it's incredible. Yeah, it was such an amazing trip. I feel super fortunate to have been able to go. Well, well, Red, I gotta say that even just the stories are amazing. You know, I think I, I think it, we could probably do two shows on this. So, seriously, and this one's almost as long as two shows. Let me just end with this funny story about some locals that we met. All right. We were in Kauai still, actually, um, and we had went to this uh, bar called Calypso near the Hanalei Bay. And we're hanging out at Calypso, just having a drink. We've been walking around and doing some hiking and stuff. And we sit down next to this uh, couple, 
and find they start chatting it well she starts chatting us up find out their name are Todd and Holly and Todd just was kind of quiet and his eyes were super bloodshot and seemed like he might be a little bit drunk already he, he had been there already for a while it, total regulars the bartender knew what they wanted Holly at one point pulls out a Ziploc bag full of macadamia nut cookies and hands them over to the bartender starts chatting us up asking us where we've been, what, where we're from, you know, starts telling us how she's an old hippie. She's lived on the island for the last 30 years. And weed's been illegal the whole time, but it hasn't stopped her one bit. And showing us pictures. Yeah, look, I'm holding a big old joint in that picture. Like, total old hippie character. How old was Holly? I don't know. I'm guessing 50, 60? late 50s, okay. early 60s, something like that. She was like, this is our routine. We usually come out you know, have breakfast at home, come out a little after lunchtime, have a few drinks, have a little lunch. I run over to the grocery store and pick up whatever we're going to have for dinner. Then we go home and have dinner. So chatting us up and everything and suggests that we go over to the Tahiti Nui, which is the oldest bar on the island. She was like, you got to go there and get a Mai Tai and then go to the bay, which we were going to do. And then she gives us some great advice to go behind this like shopping plaza and take a short walk and you can see four different waterfalls. So, and we were like, wow, that is so sweet. We go ahead and do that. Take the cookie. She looks at us. She was like, don't worry. They're kid friendly. Like, <laughs> you had to think that, you know. I was like, all right, cool, cool. So we go over to the Tahiti Nui and we sit down. And the bartender there is so super nice and super funny. And we start talking about how we just met Todd and Holly. And she throws her head back and laughs and says, oh, geez, I'll pray for you. <laughs> and I was like, yeah? She was like, oh yeah, everyone knows Todd and Holly. I said, well, she gave us a bag of cookies and said that they're uh, kid-friendly. And the bartender looks at me and says, you realize Holly has no kids, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was just so funny. She was like, yeah, at one point at Christmas time, they come into the bar and Todd is dressed up as a naughty Santa and Holly's wearing this shirt that says Santa's favorite ho. <laughs> we sat down and met the characters of the island. Right. And it's a small island. Everyone knows each other there. So everyone knew Todd and Holly. So just super fun. Ever, you know, great, amazing trip. Got to meet so many cool people. But I just wanted to So end. many cool things. I wanted to end with that funny story. We had our the bartender praying for us. And at the very end, I was like, oh, we got to cash out. Uh, we're meeting Todd and Holly over at the pier. And she was like, are you serious? I was like, no, we're not meeting back <laughs> up with them. I was totally joking. But, yeah. All right. Well, this has been an extra long, but e another fabulous episode of Red, Red Square. Square.